Hello and welcome to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my fiancé to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now and then we talk about them. I am the fiancé. And I'm Drew. And welcome back to the same bat place, same bat channel. For I'm a... so pleased that you finally get to use that I accurately. I am so excited. This is one that I've wanted to watch for the longest time and we kind of missed it last year. Yeah. But... You know, we, we talked about Spaceship Warriors. I can't remember what it's called now. Starship. Starship. That's what we yeah. talked about. We talked about Starship, which felt appropriate because it was... Spaceship a... Warriors. Shut up. <laughs> because it was around the time of, like, cementing the Little Shop of Horrors Day. So it felt mm. good to do that kind of quirky musical. Yeah. But we really should have done this. And I've waited a year. Mm-hmm. I've waited two years to talk about Holy Musical Batman yep. by Starkid. And obviously, Saturday was Batman Day. Mm-hmm. So it felt like the perfect occasion to sit and talk about this one. Yes, indeed. Obviously, we know I, I love Starkid. Yep. This is their fifth show. So they've done... Yeah, it is. Obviously, Potter... Me and my D, mm-hmm. or me and my Dingle Hopper, yeah, very Potter sequel, mm-hmm. Starship, mm-hmm. and then this. But this also marks Jeff Blim's debut with them, mm-hmm. which, like, considering how big they've become for Starkid, and like how much I love Jeff Blim, I'm really excited to see that debut yeah. from him. I believe Darren Chris was involved in the writing of this one. Actually, no. Oh, was he not? I thought Darren Chris for sure was involved. Mm-mm. No, this is fully... It's 2012, so this is fully the Glee Oh yeah. era. I mean, he'll have been doing Glee for a number of years at this point, won't he? Yeah, yeah. But so, Holy Musical Batman and A Very Potter Senior Year happened both in 2012 so darren chris returned for senior year and that of course has the script because like, he was busy doing Glee. yeah which is understandable mm-hmm. so we do have in this one a lot of people that you're going to recognize so yes. we have some of your favorites we have dylan saunders yep who you love yep jamie lynn betty who i love even more uh, Lauren Lopez. Yep, adore Lauren Lopez. Joe Walker. Yep, Joe Walker, who is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Povolo. Jim Povolo, they are... It's all your fault, Jafar. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I like Jim Povolo. They are very talented. Yep. Uh, Nick Lang, who I don't think you'll actually recognise. Nick Lang is in the Very Potter Musical Nick show. Nick Lang is... Um, one of the like writers and big people behind Starkid, Nick Lang was um, Arthur Weasley. Yeah, I think so. Because I remember not really liking yeah, Arthur Weasley. Not really liking the Arthur Weasley voice. Which... Also, Sorty and Scarfy. Yes, the puppets. Yeah, but Nick Lang is usually writer director, so. Haven't seen much from him as a performer, mm-hmm. 
So I'm quite excited to see what they can bring to, to a role here. Mm-hmm. Nick Lang has written all 12 of the Starship sh- Starship? Star Kid That's shows. my fault. Yeah. <laughs> Alongside his brother, Matt Lang. Yes. He's one of the like original founding members. Yes. We have Brian Holden in this one who... Mm-hmm. Lupin. Yeah, Lupin, but has also was also the bad guy in Starship. Yes, he was the um, junior. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think he does a good smarmy villain or smarmy character as well. Mm-hmm. He's just got one of those faces, like a very expressive face that you're just like, good for winding up and annoying people. Yeah. We also have Julia Albane, who was Crab in Potter and Specs in Starship. Fantastic. And Denise Donovan. Do I know Denise Donovan? Denise Donovan was February, who I wasn't necessarily that taken with. Mm -hmm. And then Meredith Stepien. Who I like Meredith Stepien, because Meredith Stepien plays Jasmine in... No. Is it not Meredith Stepien? Meredith Stepien plays Shahrazad. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I knew that they were in, obviously, Twisted. Yeah. So this is the fifth one. And obviously, I think, is the most parody they will have done since a Potter series. Obviously, with Starship, there's a little bit of Little Mermaid, a little bit of Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. But it's quite original, really. And the same with me and... I've not seen me and my Dinglehopper, but... We likely won't watch that. Yeah, for me, that feels like that's very much a Star Kid original, like, hot off Potter. They're trying to raise their platform, showing what they can do. So this is interesting because this will be one of the most obvious parody ones I'll have seen since Mm -hmm. the very Potter trilogy, which I think at times the parody... You know, go back and listen. Go, you know, the parody got a little too much for me. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how, because I, I think the third Potter show was my favourite mm-hmm. because I felt like you could see where they'd matured. And obviously, having seen things like Starship and having seen more modern Star Kid, it'll be interesting to see where this falls on their like maturity. Mm hmm. Yeah, this falls into an interesting place because you've still got some outdated jokes and over the top with the acting levels. Yes. And also some poor audio management, which is, you know, not really their fault. At this point, they were filming things to put it out onto YouTube, but also 2012 YouTube did not have as good audio as it does now anyway. So, you know... Where's Joey Richter in this? Uh, not here. Do we know why Joey Richter is not here at the time? Or is it just Joey Richter needed a break? I actually don't know. I believe... Wait, 2012. What season of Glee was that? Um, the first season was about 2009. 2008, 2009. 2009, 2010, 2010, 2011. So fifth? Yeah. So he would have been in LA trying Just... to make it as an actor because he shows up in Glee. Yes, he does, doesn't he? For he's one a... solitary no, episode. Yeah, he, he's the one who's, who sings... Um... Baby Got Back. Baby Got Back. Mm-hmm. 
it so it really is like a starked hall of fame here with this one. Oh yeah. Like we're missing maybe two really big founding members, mm-hmm. but we're obviously going to inherit the wonderful Jeff Blim. Yeah. So explain to me why it's called Holy Musical Batman. Oh, is this as in the way it's typed? No. Just why is it called Holy Musical Batman? Oh, because it's like, you know, it, it's obviously a pastiche of like the 60s Adam West Batman. So it's like, holy danger, Batman. Like it's something yeah. Robin would say. Holy Batarang, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a parody of the comic books, the 60s TV series, the 1989 film, so, and also The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. The first one. So Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Um, so it's meant to be a whole mashup of all of the different things. So obviously, when you play Batman, 80s Batman did not talk in the Batman voice. He just talked like a person. Dark Knight Batman is when they really started doing the it's Batman Christian Bale did the Batman voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of unnecessary, but you know. Um, but... In this, you do have the Batman voice because that's how everybody does Batman now. Yeah. It's crazy that that's caught on. But I think that was, I mean, the first Batman film for a while and it reinvented, like, the superhero movie. Mm -hmm. And you can see its impact as well in things like James Bond. You went from kind of having this pantomime esque thing where it's all about catchphrases. Like, look at the difference between Batman and Robin, with Mister Freeze being like "Ice to see you" to the Dark Knight, and you had the gritty realism, mm-hmm. which then a lot of films tried to adopt. If you look at Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace with Bond, they cut a lot of the catchphrase elements. You know, there's no point in Quantum of Solace where he says names Bond, James Bond. Uh, he doesn't order a dry martini shaking, not said They got rid of these fan service elements for the sake of... He does in Casino Royale. He doesn't in Casino Royale. He yes, actually he says, do I look like I care? He doesn't say... No, he says Bond, James Bond. No, but Because he does... he's meant to be there. This he... is the only, only Bond He does it right at the end. Yeah, but it's because he's meant to be there undercover and the guy yeah. is like... What names are done? And he's like, Bond, James Bond. And it's like, he's the worst spy in all time. But he doesn't do the martini the dry martini shaken not stirred which had become like synonymous at the time Mm. so you know i really care about james bond no the dark knight (laughs) had this huge like impact on like movie making and i think dc have gone a little too far with it with the warner brothers stuff Mm -hmm. whereas marvel i think have had some gritty realism but they've also kept like the fan service elements i feel like gritty realism is unnecessary with superhero movies because if you start making things too realistic we as an audience start questioning whether what we're watching is okay yes because like obviously batman's slightly different because he's not a good person inherently but with like the superman movies the recent ones man of seal he's undoubtedly the villain yeah oh absolutely and you lose a huge thing in his code of ethics when he, like, kills General mm-hmm. Zod. Is it Zod? Mm. I can't remember. I'm not a big fan it's of It's got to be Zod. Zerg's Toy Story. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be very unrealistic. Very fine, comic book cartoony-esque. And I'm imagining you have the, the, you know, the Adam West kind of the, the punch noises and the pow. What's mm. up? 
slam, you know, the onomatopoeia. What characters do you want to see in this? I want to see Batman. Obviously. And Robin. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to see, like, Commissioner Gordon and you want to see Alfred. Yep. Uh, Batman does have a fantastic rogues gallery. Obviously, you've got Joker, Two-Face. You've got the Penguin, Catwoman. You have Harley Quinn. You have Poison Ivy. You've got the Riddler. Some amazing villains there that you would want to see. Mm -hmm. And maybe, like lesser known villains as well so you might have like scarecrow you might have bane but i feel like bane is a very well but only because of the dark knight trilogy yes that's the one with bane right yeah dark knight rises though hadn't come out at this point no i know but like nowadays nowadays bane is very much associated with tom hardy doing his voice i was raised in the darkness you were molded by it yeah i hate that film (laughs) The Dark Knight Rises is not as good as The Dark Knight. Yeah. But I still enjoy it. We should rewatch those. I do want to rewatch those massively. I am I'm a huge And if we can rewatch Batman and Robin. Uh, we will go from all we go from the Michael Keatons. Yeah, cuz those are great. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Nipple Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know, you might get some of the more comedic ones as well. So, like, you might have, like, Man Batch. You might have Kill uh, Moth. You might have Calendar Man. Some of these funnier villains mm-hmm. that, you know, Batman's been built around. Because I feel like, as this is parody, they are going to poke fun at some of the concepts. Mm-hmm. It's like, you've got Killer Croc, which is fantastic. But then you've also got, like, the Mad Hatter and a Tweedledee, Tweedledum villains as well like very like Alice in Wonderland inspired so maybe we'll have some references yeah, to that those was weird. yeah they're they're very very weird villains but yeah this was first performed in March of 2012 yeah over three days and then it was put onto YouTube in April so they only did three performances of it I think they did six matinee and evening yeah is that because of it being a parody mm-hmm it's not like nowadays where you do the Black Friday, the Hatchetfield series, where they have fully written, created their own thing, and they can have a longer run at some place. Yeah, well, when they did a Very Potter musical, I don't remember if I ever showed you, but they actually put a... Um, when they put it onto YouTube, they didn't think it was going to go anywhere. And then it got really big, and there was talk of them having a cease and desist yeah. and being potentially sued for making money off of Harry Potter. Because don't we all just love the creator of Harry Potter? Well, it's probably also Warner Brothers, which would no, also be quite it annoyed about that, was it not? Yeah. Um, and they put a, they wrote a song and put it on YouTube called Please Don't Sue Us. No, you've never shown me that. Yeah, it's very, it's very funny. It's very poorly filmed because it's so old. But it is pretty much the same with this, where it's like, look, we don't want to get sued by DC or Sony. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Who also own Potter. Yeah, um, but oh well, that makes more sense then. Yeah, because of parody laws, you can kind of do anything you want. Well, but this is the thing as well. The, the issue tit- is making money. Off yeah, of it. and the title of this is stylized as well because it's not B A T M A N; it's B at man man. So in that sense as well, and it's it, it's very clearly if you look at the logo, is you can tell it's Batman, but it's very stylized, mm-hmm. like softer edges. Yeah. So hopefully that's enough for them to get away with it. 
it's ironic as well that it is filmed in Chicago because that's where the Dark Knight Batman's are set. Like Chicago is Gotham, yeah. Gotham in this. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Like I say, I want to see Jeff Blim. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be able to tell you who I think would play each character. Mm-hmm. Because I think it could be anyone, but I think Jeff I Blim will be a villain. Don't think you'll be able to guess everybody else because it's quite random. The thing is, I've always said Jeff Blim is very Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Like I've said, he just has that manic early Jim Carrey energy for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, Jim Carrey is the Riddler, right? Yeah, so that's what I was thinking is maybe he'll play the Riddler mm-hmm. because it's like perfect casting, especially because he's so new. I don't see him being like a focal point in this. Yeah. You know, there's an element of like paying your dues a little mm-hmm. bit and there'll be other star kids who for four shows have like shown their worth and this is their chance to step up. I do think this will be a very like masculine heavy in terms of the the main characters. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if people like Meredith Stepien or Lauren Lopez or Jamie Lynn Betty take on male roles. Mm-hmm. Which I know they do. They do that really well. But because I don't see... I don't see, you know, Starkid parodying Batman having stronger female characters in this. And that's not me saying Starkid are in the wrong. Mm, I think It's just Batman. It's just a Batman problem. Yeah. That's exactly it. I see it as a Batman problem. So that'll be interesting to see if I'm wrong. I'd like to see more characters, like, from, like, the Justice League as well, potentially. So we're not just talking about villains. Maybe you have... Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Superman. Yeah. Possibly. But, sure. You know, we shall see. Mm-hmm. We're going to head off to Gotham, the city of crime, I guess. We yeah. might not make it out alive. We've... Like the highest crime rates in the world. Yeah, let's not go see Mask of Zorro like you were, you were talking about. I'd love to go and see Mask of Zorro. Yeah, not in Gotham. That uh, just has yeah, like bad written all over it. Uh, We will be back very shortly after intermission. And we are back. Yes, we have been to Gotham City Mm -hmm. and lived to tell the tale. Yes, indeed. I meant to ask you before... Because I always seem to start with Starkid. Where does this one rank for you? Is this a Starkid that you like or not? I remember really liking it when I was a kid. Probably when it came out, you know? I remember you said to me during bits of it that you and Jake would... I can't remember what song it was, but you and Jake would do this. It's the... um... The one with Robin and Batman. Dynamic duet. Yeah. You are my bro. Me amigo. Yeah, they have a bit in that where they're like, ice cream, Nintendo, let's go. And we would do that all the time. So this is one that you would rewatch and enjoyed. Yeah. But is it one that you've gone back to as much? Not at all. So is this the first time you've watched it in a long time? In like 10 years, yeah. Probably. Cool. It'll be interesting to talk at the end about how that compares for you. I feel like it's pretty much the same. There's still some stuff that when it came out, I was like, oh, that's a little problematic. But Alfred, especially. 
Not Alfred when he's being just Alfred. No, but what they do with Alfred as a character... Isn't great, yeah. No. And, yeah, it's not. And then there's some jokes that just don't work for me. Which but is then fair. that's always going to happen because, you know, not everything's going to be my humour. And not yeah. everything's going to be everybody's humour. That's just how comedy works. Exactly. So. I, I did enjoy this one. Yeah, mm. I thought you would. Big surprise. Love Batman. Love mm-hmm. Starkid. I, I had a, a blast with this one. And we start off, as you should, with anything Batman, mm-hmm. with the origin story of young billionaire Bruce Wayne. I'm going to argue that no, we shouldn't. I understand why they do in this. Yeah. But at this point oh, yeah, no, I, in I, my life, no. if I have to sit through another flashback of Batman's parents dying, I will actually I just turn the film off. No, I think... <laughs> Obviously, the Dark Knight needed it, or, you know, Batman Begins needed it. Mm-hmm. The first Batman film needed it. I'm really glad that they didn't really touch on that in The Batman. That's the new one. Yes. I liked that. And in Batman vs Superman, we just get, like, a montage over the credits, which I thought was good use of it. Meh. But, I mean, it's not my favourite of the films, you know. Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Yeah, no, that movie sucks. The only good parts about that movie were Wonder Woman. She wasn't even meant to be in it. It's true. But we we get uh, the mugging, which I think is important in this iteration of Batman. And we get the vow that Batman is going to save save Gotham. Yeah. And we get the titular song, Holy Musical Batman. Yep. Which I really like. I think... Joe Walker is really good casting as Bats. Mm-hmm. I think he looks great. I don't think that's an obvious casting either. No, I'd have thought he might have been the villain. That's who yeah. I was thinking he'd be, but that's because he's Voldemort, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I know him as. I like that we get these, you know, these bursts of the song, and then we see what Gotham's like. Mm-hmm. So we get like these mobsters on a roof being like, you know, we're going to do some illegal activity, see? And there's no such thing yeah, as the Yeah, they bats, all talk see? like that too. And I love the fact that they're saying they're doing illegal activities in a children's hospital for orphans. Yeah. And then just as they're about to do it, we get like Batman appears and like, shouts. What is that sound? It sounds like a bat. But like, it's like the way he says what he's doing. He's like, shattered tibia. And he, he does this to the gangsters. And narrates as he goes, which I think is really fun. Yeah, it's cute. And this song is great because it's all about how Gotham loves Batman, but Batman's like indifferent. And we see like we meet... He's not even indifferent. He actively hates the citizens of Gotham. Yeah, but we we get some actual crimes. Uh, We get Lauren Lopez as Commissioner Gordon with a fantastic Mm moustache. I love the bit that there's a note from Batman that Commissioner Gordon reads and he, re- you know, reads it and he goes, Signed Bruce Wayne, but that's crossed out and it says Batman. <laughs> yeah, and it says, love Batman. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. Um, and then we get some, I've written so many good just one-liners, but Lauren Lopez says, I'm baffled. How does a bat become a man? Which is fantastic. <laughs> I do really like Lauren Lopez in this. Lauren Lopez is really good in she this. Doesn't have a lot to do. no. But I still think... Well, that's one of the things I like about Starkid is that different people rotate in and out. Mm-hmm. 
we get Batman stopping Dylan Saunders from selling pirated copies of Notting Hill in this bat jet, which is great. It's basically just like this plastic thing that goes over Batman's top and it just looks like he's in the bat jet, which I think is very, very cool. Mm -hmm. And then we get my favourite Batman crime in the whole musical, which is um, an innocent man is locking up his shop for the night and he's like, oh, I I accidentally... I know, I've actually got a dollar bill out of the till. Shall I put it back now or put it back tomorrow? I'll just put it back tomorrow and then Batman shoots him. Yeah, and I love it. And then we see some more citizens who are like, oh, we're going to deliver pizza to Batman. And, you know, the address is in Wayne Manor. I wonder if Bruce Wayne knows that Batman lives under his house. Mm-hmm. Just the joke that it's so, like, obvious who Batman is, but no one actually knows. Yeah. I really like that as a running message. I think this is a really fun song. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's one of those songs that stops, starts, stops, starts, stops, starts. But I like which you it. don't normally like. No, that, that's the thing. Is I feel like it's it works really well. Here. It works well here. I got a little bit disappointed here. We mm. learned that Batman's kind of blue because since killing the Joker, he has no friends. He has no friends <laughs> and nothing to do. Yeah, and I was like, oh, the Joker's not in this, which I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. But also, like, Batman doesn't kill. So, but I guess. I, you know, I guess it was more. He fell off a bridge. Yeah, he let the Joker fall to his death, so he didn't kill him. But you know, I was disappointed that we didn't have the Joker in this. But I do like the villain that we get instead, mm-hmm. so I'm okay with that. And I, I think that's the thing: is people going into this are waiting for the Joker. Yeah. And I think they knew deep down they wouldn't be able to tell a good Joker story with this, mm-hmm. and it's probably better to just not have the character at all. Yeah then have him and maybe not do him as well. Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit of context. It's the 200th birthday of Gotham. The crime rate is at an all-time low, thanks to Batman. Mm-hmm. But it's still the highest in the world. Yeah. Yep. And they all shoot their guns into the air. Yeah, they all shoot celebrate. their guns in there to celebrate. But they're going to present Batman with the key to the city, mm-hmm. which conveniently has a bat in. Oh, the handle is a bat, Yeah. The costumes for this are really good, bar like, I think we said there was one exception that were like, this costume is just kind of meh. But I really like the costumes for this. I love the Batman costume that he has got like, you know, just the Lycra and his little, the Star Kid Bat logo and his mask. Mm -hmm. I love that everybody is wearing the pants over their costumes. Yes. And I love that everybody's wearing Converse in this one. Everybody has a different coloured pair of Converse. That matches their character. Exactly. And I think it's very, very cool. And mm. there's some nice ways to do it without it being like big budget for it. Yep. There's a great line from Batman. He's up in the bat plane as he's about to descend to collect the key to mm-hmm. the city. And he says, they all look like bullseyes from up here. Which yeah. I thought was great. Like, you just know that he's not this positive character, which he isn't. Like, Batman is quite dark. So I liked the way they represented him. Mm-hmm. But before he can descend from on high, who shows up? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? It's Captain Marvel. It's Captain Marvel. We used to do that all the time, me and my brother. Anytime you saw Superman and anything, and we watched all of Smallville, yeah. we would be like, it's Captain Marvel. And it used to really confuse my mum. Yeah. 
And Superman does not like being called Captain Marvel, but I think that's an absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. little joke. Yep. And I think Brian Holden's representation of Superman is great. Like I said, he's he plays this smarmy character really well. Yeah. And Superman not understanding why he's not popular. Is Which my, is hilarious, yeah. And just the fact that he is this dweeb mm. is one of my favourite things about this. So they don't get on instantly and they decide to have a race, mostly because Superman is jealous of Batman's popularity. Yeah. So they have a race, which of course Superman wins. I like the bit he catches the Riddler. And throughout all of this, because like Batman's stuck in his little plane, Batman stops seeing, Gotham stops seeing Batman as scary. Mm -hmm. So like Batman is very annoyed right now because of Superman. And they have this nice little one-to-one as like Gordon is doing his speech and they're like whispering and just taking the mick out of each other. Like Batman's like, I know who you are. I know you're Clark Kent. Yeah. It's it's obvious. Go and put some glasses on. Do you know who I am? No, you don't. Because I've got a lead-lined mask. Yeah. And they just mock each other and, you know, you must have some weaknesses. And Batman reveals he knows about the kryptonite. It's a really fun little exchange between them. But it all culminates. Superman annoys Batman. Mm. And Batman heads off to much disappointment. And Superman's like, doesn't matter. I'm here. And like <laughs> the people from Gotham start shooting him. But all the bullets like bounce off of him. Yeah, because they are. Oh, how do they say it? It's really so. Obviously, the line from Spider-Man is, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. But in this, the way that they have the guy say it, who is It's the guy who plays one of our best villains later. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, it's Nico Ager or Arga. I'm not sure. I'm very sorry. Um, who plays a citizen who's the one that takes the dollar bill yes. and gets shot. He says, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, which is like not the right intonation. Yeah, and it's really funny. And it, But it comes up over and over again. That's they were consistently good it. in this as well. Mm-hmm. I liked them. Like, this is the great thing about Starkid is there are no small roles. Like, everyone in the ensemble works really well together. Yeah. Yeah, Nico Argot, this is uh, his first Starkid show. Yeah. And then he's Tom Riddle in a very Potter senior year. Cool. Thomas Riddle, sorry. But he's only done those two. Which is a shame. Yeah. I wonder... He then did the tour. Yeah. For Starkid Homecoming, but... Yeah. I mean, I wondered why I didn't recognise him, but... Well, he lives in New York now. Yeah. We go into the Batcave. And we meet Alfred for the first time. And this is very clear where you have the Dark Knight influence because Alfred is speaking with a Michael Caine voice. And our Alfred is Chris Allen, who is also new, also making a debut. Mm -hmm. And again, somebody I can't remember seeing anything else. So they were Moaning Myrtle, Barty Crouch, Mad-Eye Moody and Tom Riddle senior in senior year. And they were Annie in Little Orphan Annie, the... Star Wars musical, which I've not seen. Hasn't done anything else. But you you say to me, Annie isn't one you are... I have absolutely no interest in watching Annie. You're not as fond of. I don't think it's funny. It's interesting that Annie and Trail to Oregon were at the same time and 
I feel like Trail to Oregon was the smaller project, but had a lot of the A-list star kids Mm. attached. Yeah, definitely. Which draws me to Trail to Oregon massively. And you can go back to our archives to hear my thoughts on that one, because I really love Trail to Oregon. It is a proper cosy musical. Yeah. I do like his depiction of Alfred, you know, with the Michael Caine voice. He says it's not just a plane, it's your father's plane, you know. And it's very much like I can hear the dialogue from Michael Caine where it's like, I looked after you since you were a boy. I looked after your dad and I promised your dad I'd look after you. And it's This is the thing with this guy, right? So, Chris Allen, who is playing Alfred, is great. Yes. As Alfred... But everything else I've seen him in, I haven't liked him. So I don't know whether that's just the roles that he gets cast as. Do you think it's possibly because here Alfred isn't used as much? Like he has a few moments. Yeah. And he's used sparingly, but if he overstayed his welcome. Maybe. I think my other issue is he plays Annie. Yes. In Annie. Which you're not a fan of. Yeah. That might hinder your ability. So he's Moaning Myrtle and Barty Crouch in A Very Potter Senior Year and then Mad-Eye Moody. I don't like him in that. That's the same year as this. I don't like Annie, just full stop, but I don't like him as Annie. I don't like Two-Face in this one. Yeah. The joke is used sparingly enough that I can live with it. But Alfred's great. Like, that's a really good... It's a really good it's Alfred. It's a good Michael Caine impression. It is a very good Michael Caine, because it's it's one of those, like, it's... An, it, it, it's it, enough. It's enough, that, and it's also comedic, because he's dialed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what he's going for, but it works. Yeah. You know, I knew instantly he was doing a Michael Caine voice, mm-hmm. which is what he was going for. And I thought it was really good. Yeah. Also, apparently, he's been exercising every day for over a year to get Taco Bell to bring back the grilled stuffed nacho. I don't know what that means. No. But good for him. Is that a uh, joke from an Annie or something? Because sometimes the Star Kid Wiki is very good at, like, writing them. No, he genuinely is doing that on TikTok. Cool. I think that's his thing now. Fantastic. So I really like... I apologise to anybody who really loves Chris Allen, but I just... Yeah. His kind of comedy is not for me. And that's that's absolutely fine. You know, that's comedy is subjective. And Starkid is one that you either love or you don't love. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's very much what their humour is. I really like his dynamic with Joe Walker here, especially as Alfred. You know, the it's not just a plane, it's your father's plane, Mr. Wayne. Mm-hmm. And Batman's just like, give it to Spider Man. That rhymed. Yeah, I, I did that deliberately. Uh Batman's obviously depressed. He says, if he can't fly faster than Superman, what's the point? And we get this great bit where he's he's so depressed and Michael Caine's trying to be like, you need a friend. Who do you like spending time with? And Batman says, Joker. But he's in heaven now. Yeah. Which is so good. The only person that he could think of is the Joker. And then he talks about one of his employees that he really likes spending time with. You know, he goes with some ideas and this, this... employee at Wayne Enterprise makes the gadgets. Oh, it's... Is it Lucius Fox? It's Lucius yeah. Fox, which is Morgan Freeman in the Dark Knight series. 
Is it? Yes. Wow, I really don't remember those films. Yeah, so that's that's who Morgan Freeman plays. But this is where he so he goes to ring, and Alfred's like, "Give me a second, Master Wayne," and and Batman tells Alfred to stay still. And as he rings, we hear Alfred's phone go off, mm-hmm. and we learn that Lucius is Alfred. He says to Batman, "You're not the only one with a secret identity." Yeah. Um. <laughs> Lucius promised Thomas Wayne he'd pretend to be his son's butler if something happened to him. So as a result of this, now Batman has no friends. He can't trust anyone. So he fires Alfred. Yeah. Which is great. I'm like, okay, that was bold. I had no idea this was coming. I thought Alfred is done. Cool. Okay. Alfred kind of is done. Because in comes... Of like two seconds. Yeah. O'Malley. Which is just Alfred in the same voice. Same costume, but with a... O'Malley, the Irish butler. Yeah. Who has a... Like fake beard on and a it's a leprechaun hat yeah, and leprechaun a beard, hat and, beard. Yeah. and Batman, the world's greatest detective, does not pick up a thing. I will say, I love how dumb he is. Oh, that's one of my favorite things about this parody. Is like, I like it when a parody takes a smarter character and makes them a little less smart. I think sometimes it's overdone. You know, it's why I don't like epic movie or date movie. Here I think it's good because you still have... What was the Twilight one? Vampires suck. Mm-hmm. I saw that in the cinema. God, poor you. I know. I was not old enough to see that in no. the cinema either. But it's what I like about this is because Batman still has some very good abilities. He's still a good fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still got a sense of right or wrong, even if it's slightly warped. Mm. You know, and he does still have moments of being intelligent and piecing things together. But he, at, at his core, he's just a dummy and I love it. Yeah, it's great. We get dark, sad, lonely night. And I had to say to you, which, which spelling of night are we using this one? Is it a N-I-G-H-T or K-I-N-I-G-H-T? Um, but oh, I, yeah, I, spell, I had to spell it for yeah, you. Which I did spell it right anyway. I assumed it was a nice... Pl- and I like it because it's a play on words. You know, mm. oh, it was a dark, sad, lonely night versus talking about Batman. It's good. And we get like a, a nice line from Alfred. He says, I swore I'd protect you. And I haven't. And then he goes into his, like, rap. Which was good. I liked this number. I thought it was really, really fun. But when Joe Walker sings, not that it stops being fun, but I could really hear the Voldemort. Like, yeah. if I didn't know him, I'd be, I'd have instantly been able to tell. That's the same person. We learn that Batman is allergic to peanuts and shellfish as well. Which mm. actually doesn't go anywhere. Which is kind of surprising, considering our villain's gimmick. Yeah. You know, he could have used that to his advantage. Hmm. What I really like about this song is it feels very David Bowie. You know, like with the kind of synths and just electro and it just feels like... Yeah, a, I think it's just very 80s. Yeah. On purpose. But I really, really liked this one. He's like, I want to be somebody's buddy. You know, I just like that. Somebody who can be my buddy back. Somebody who can be my buddy. Mm-hmm. Nice little. My one of my favorite lyrics from this song is um, that he wants a friend to be the co-captain of the friendship ship. Yes, or maybe just the friendship. And then it's if I had a buddy, we'd discuss just what we'd call the friendship ship. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where we get the Justice League arriving, mm-hmm. or at least not necessarily the Justice League, but Superman, who's trying to uh, trying to make amends with Batman. He wants to be friends. And he tries to uh, 
entice Batman to come to a battle with Solomon Grande on a Monday because other heroes might be there. I loved Green Lantern. Like, I think Dylan Saunders makes a really good Green Lantern here in the way, like... He, I love that he can only make green beers. Yep, he's like, do you want a Heineken or something, like an American brand? He's like, well, I don't, I can't, I can't do Heineken, so I just have this. Yeah. But I thought that was really fun. And, you know, even Green Lantern's not feeling this whole business. He's like, well, maybe, you know, if you get Batman there, people will listen. Yeah, because Batman's really popular even with the other heroes. Yes. And everyone thinks Superman's lame. Which Superman is lame. I've got no time for Superman. Yeah, you wouldn't want to hang out with Superman, would you? I just think Superman is really boring because, like, he has all the powers, you know? Hmm. It just, for me, it's not exciting. But that's but why Smallville was so good, is because he didn't... He never had all of his powers until the last season. Which is a really good gimmick, but when you're not interested in the character initially, like... I don't know. That was, like, the only way anyone was going to get me to watch Superman, so... That's the thing. And I, you know, like, it's always so convenient that people are able to find kryptonite. And I'm like, it shouldn't be. But it is what it is. Mm. Um, One thing I don't like with this is the anachronism of it being set in 1997. And then, like, people have mobile phones and, like, modern references. Deal with it. (laughs) I know, I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll be fine. It's a very minor gripe. Um... I like the bit where a fan shows up and he wants a photo with Green Lantern and Superman, he's like, no, not you. And Superman takes a photo and it's bad and the fan then shouts back at him. And like Superman doesn't even have Twitter or, or at Superman on he Twitter. He has Twitter. He's the real Superman because some loser called Bruce Wayne has at Superman and tweets about how stupid Superman is. I mm-hmm. thought it was great. And that joke comes back later with yeah, Barack great. Obama, that mm-hmm. he has to be the real Barack Obama because some loser called Bruce Wayne has Barack Obama. <laughs> One of the things I liked here, as well as Superman complaining about all of Batman's villains, Green Lantern says they're classics, but like Superman says they're only known as, as Batman keeps messing up. No one knows who his villains are because he does his damn job. But I like the way they talk about batman's villains because yes they're classics but he's like everyone's got a theme and the themes are stupid and that will and i like the bit where he's like what's the next one gonna be some guy who's like just does candy puns called sweet tooth yeah this is a really good little moment here because it feels like a throwaway joke it feels like part of the parody yeah but it's going to become very important in a moment. And I thought that was fantastic foreshadowing. Like, really clever for the way this is written. Which leads us really well to the Council of Rogues. Yes. Gotham's most famous supervillains. We get Penguin, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Scarecrow, Mr. Freeze and the Riddler. I thought Jamie Lynn Betty looked amazing as Poison Ivy. Like, that costume was good. The Penguin costume was great. The Riddler costume was brilliant. Mr. Freeze. Was that Jim Povolo? Yes, They looked was. really good. They were great. They have... Um, is it a mohawk? Is that what we call it? Yeah. At this point, which is great. It's very cute. Yeah. And, like, they do, like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger puns as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really fun. And we get Rosa Wee. Yes, I love this song. I love all of the villains that are here. Yeah. It's they, just fun. Well, this is it. They do feel very authentic. And like... I love how they all stick to their gimmicks too. Yes. Like, um, 
penguin saying, oh, don't be such a bird brain. And you have the, not black cat, why do I want to? Catwoman. Yeah, catwoman. Speaking in cat puns. Yeah. Like nine lives. Mm -hmm. It's exactly. Don't you kind of doesn't is poison ivy? I think she talks like about nature and stuff and like seeds and things like that. She's like, plant the seed for Batman's demise. Okay, yeah. And what's great about this is it follows on immediately from this scene with Superman. So it's whilst it's fresh in our mind, mm-hmm. everything Superman said is right. And it makes us hate him a little bit more because he is right. Which is why we don't like Superman. He's not got like a sense of humour about things. Yeah. And we we meet Two-Face, who I like the costume for. I think they've done a good job at doing that in a nice quick way. Like you've got like a mould that can be put over the face. So you've obviously got his purple side you know the scarred side yeah i just hate the voice and i feel bad because obviously chris allen does a great character voice and this is a really good character voice i just don't think it's funny yeah i don't find two-face that interesting either as a villain i think two-face is very interesting in the dark knight because i love how they make fun of him in this yeah like like what are you gonna do two-face Rob the second national bank of all his two dollar bills. Yeah, on the second of February, and everyone's like, "Leave now." Yeah, because he is the one who's got the big theme, and I like the big. It's like, no, my coin. Oh no, my coin. <laughs> Luckily, I have a second. I always carry two, and they're all like, "We hate you," <laughs> which that's I love. I can get on board with them making fun of him. Yeah, you know, and Two Face isn't as interesting a villain anyway at the best of times it is fall that's more interesting like the rise of harvey dent and then his you know fall but as two-face i just don't find him interesting i couldn't really tell you a comic that has a great harvey dent as you know as two-face arc mm-hmm. and like in the same way tommy lee jones wasn't that interesting in batman forever mm-hmm. but then he was against jim carrey as the riddler so we meet Jeff Lim. And this is great. Like, instantly he shines through. He is our main antagonist. There's no, like, small integration part for him. He is the foil. Yeah. He is Sweet Tooth, the coolest new villain in town, which is exactly as Superman foreshadowed. I had to say to you, is the joke going to be that he is just the Joker in a new guise? Like the Joker faked his death to become someone else. Because mm. I honestly thought that was where this was going. Because he feels very Joker. Like he's in a suit, you know, pink suit with a pink waistcoat. He's got this candy cane stick. His hair's like um, quiffed up. And like he does channel some really good manic Riddler energy. But it feels very Joker. Yeah. And especially because in Act 2, he, we were introduced to Candy. So he's obviously our Joker substitute. Yeah, because Candy's just Harley Quinn. Yeah, but it isn't. It, he is genuinely just Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm I, I'm glad it didn't like turn out to be that, that he's just the Joker in disguise. I love Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth is great. It's very campy which i love and it's also just having to remember where all of those sweets are so you can pull them out at the right times yes. must be really difficult yeah so when he speaks he speaks in like candy puns mm-hmm. so 
you know, he might be like, oh, it looks like you need a boost. And he takes the the sweet out and he holds up and he gives it to the person. And each thing he says culminates. And he's got all these different sweets. Like he's got Snickers bars, Skittles, um, million dollar bars, mm-hmm. you know, like so many different. And I wish I could have written down every single bit of candy he referenced, but they come a mile a minute. Oh, yeah. But it's not, it's, it's again, the deadpan. He's delivering it straight faced, but also knows exactly where they are. And it's so smooth. I just, I've really enjoyed Sweet Tooth. They mm-hmm. were absolutely brilliant. And Jeff Blim, oh, I love him so much. I know you do. You're obsessed with Jeff Blim. I am absolutely the, maybe the biggest Jeff Blim stan ever. Hmm. Chili Willy comes out, who's one of Penguin's henchmen. Yep. I looked at the credits for this. Did you know that that's Batman in the Chili Willy costume? Joe Walker is credited as Chili Willy. That's really funny. That's I guess he's the only person off stage at that point. Right. I think that's so funny. And I'm really glad it didn't come out with him like taking off the head and being like, got you all. You know, like it's just mm-hmm. it's just Joe Walker having to be that. Um Sweet Tooth's plan is really good. His costume design, his mannerisms, everything about it. Uh they're going to recruit all these new people to the uh evil council of rogues. Yeah, so they get um, no matter how lame or derivative or based on literary IPs yeah, yeah. they're going to kill the Batman by overwhelming him and this is where we meet evil Sherlock Holmes yep I love evil Sherlock evil Holmes evil Sherlock Holmes, Holmes is great joke. we get evil King Arthur and they reference like evil Mother Goose mm-hmm. fantastic and we get all these villains out and we get the rogues or we reprise the evil Huckleberry Finn as well, who some might say is already evil. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, in the bad cave, they're like the little spinny. Yeah. Um, Batman is uh, moping in his pillow fort. Yes, indeed. And O'Malley says he has a surprise, a visitor from the circus. And Batman's like, oh, it's, it's, I hope it's a clown or an elephant. I really miss the Joker. <laughs> yeah, and it's cute. And... Uh, O'Malley, yeah, introduces him to Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Oh, a kid? I thought it'd be an elephant or a clown. I missed the Joker. And uh, Batman isn't interested until he learns that the kid is an orphan. He says, hi, I'm Bruce Man. I mean, Bad Wayne. I mean, yeah. Can I, can I he try gets it? it wrong every time. Yeah. And they bond immediately because both Dick and Bruce have lots in common. And... We get the line, uh, Bruce, can I be frank with you? Sure, if you prefer it to Dick. He's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He hates it. One of my favourite bits is Batman says, I want to tell you something I've never told anyone. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and like, They're buddies immediately. Dick obviously knew. He's like, I've known from the second you walked in. Like, obviously. And he wants to be his sidekick. Mm-hmm. So Batman makes Dick say a secret oath. Yep. And he has to become... Oh, how does he say... He phrases it really He says, you've got to take on the guise of that you fear most. In order to scare villains the most. But as he's saying it, he doesn't sound sure about what he's saying. And Dick's like, a robin. And Batman's like, what is that, a scaly lizard? And we get the story about how a robin murdered his parents. Mm Mm-hmm. So, 
And the best bit here is underneath, he just tears off his suit and he's in the Robin costume, which gets like a huge like cheer from the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he must have had to have like two pairs of underwear on or something just to be sure, because like he's in like actual briefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just briefs. Yep. That could have gone very badly with some of the kicking that he's doing. Mm-hmm. We get your, I, well, I don't know if it's your favourite song, but it's one that you really enjoyed. Dynamic, Dynamic duet. duet. Yeah, I really like this one. Yeah, you've got the boom in the super villain community. We get Egghead, mm-hmm. which is great. Some egg puns. And they just come and they, they just beat them up. Like, absolutely. They get crowbars and they're just beating up the villains. Yeah. And then they sing. And it's like Holy Musical Batman. And then we meet Calendar Man, which is Lauren Lopez, which, again, fantastic. Mm-hmm. The robbing of TGI Fridays. Come at me, you April fools. And... I really like seeing Happy Batman here. Like the smile on Joe Walker's face is really triumphant. And you're just like, oh, this is so cute. You've got a friend. Finally. Yeah. Yep. It culminates. uh, Batman's kind of overwhelmed. So he gets caged by the penguin. Mm -hmm. And obviously some more bird puns. But Robin saves the day because he has a pole and he charges forward. and He shoves it right up the penguin's butthole. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really like penguins like meow, 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 noise. Yeah, so this is Nick Strauss, who is in a Very Potter sequel, Very Potter Senior Year, Starship. And then also he did skits. They did a show called Airport for Birds, which was a comedy show. Yeah. And he wrote a bunch of skits for that. I this is he is the only Star Kid that I actively don't like. Really? Yeah. He just is too loud for me. That's fair enough. And you'll see what I mean when he is the... He's one of the police officers? Oh, yes. He's just screaming all the time and it's unnecessary and he blows his mic out constantly. And it hurts to listen to. Nobody else is doing this. No. He was good... As the penguin, like I think he did a really, really good, good penguin as the penguin. Voice. It's a Chris Allen thing. It's like the same. He was really good as the penguin, and then the rest of the time he's just like screaming at people, and I don't understand why. Yeah. So the penguin, I think this is where penguin dies because penguin like gets caught. So he eats a poison sweet, mm-hmm. which Robin nearly eats. Oh, Robin's like, ah. it's a, it's a. I don't know, I think it's just a sucker or something. Yeah, some it's just kind. something. Yeah. But it's the whole joke is that it's instead of it being a cyanide pill that you have in your tooth cap. Yep. And Sweet Tooth looks on and realises... He made me eat it, yeah. <laughs> he looks on and realises that Robin is Batman's weakness. And again, this is a really great, like, electro-synth song. Mm-hmm. Like, I just really love it. And it's a really fun way to end Act One. Yeah. You know, Batman's in a better place. We've got this happy Batman. There's some you know, trouble brewing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we've kind of had this great introduction to all our characters and now Act 2 can be literally just action. Like a really, really good Act 1 into Act 2. Mm-hmm. So we have the start of Act 2 with Channel 7, Vicky Vale talking about how Gotham thinks Robin sucks. And we get Robin sucks as a song. Yeah, so... All of Gotham think that he's Robin is really lame, 
First of all, because it's weird for Batman to be toting this kid around with him. And which is funny because nobody thinks it's his kid. No. They're all like, where did he get this child from? And also they're like, Batman's whole thing is that he's this loner. He's so angsty and now he's really happy and he's cracking jokes with Robin and we don't like it. Well, this is what I love is that when you have the complaining, you have like the nerds. But they're, they're like in their Dark Knight t-shirt with like their Harvey Dent and the Joker. Like, so it's exactly like the online community was when Heath Ledger got cast as the Joker being yeah. like, oh, this pretty boy is the Joker. He'll be awful. Heath he, Ledger was a babe. I know, but they were basically saying, oh, he's just a face. He won't be good for this character. And then became one of the best Jokers ever. Mm-hmm. But I really like that because they say like he ruins Batman's gritty real aesthetic. And then we also have people complaining about like, where are his pants? Mm-hmm. You know, which was fun. And Superman, again, is getting angry because Batman has stolen from him again, you know, with a psychic Robin. He talks about crypto. <laughs> just a fun little, like, reference. Yeah. And he's just upset because no one actually showed up for Solomon on Monday. Mm-hmm. We have a sequence where Robin shows up to the Gotham City Police Department. He passes someone over to Gordon and Gordon says to him, why aren't you wearing pants? Yeah. And we, Robin says, pants would decrease my crime-fighting efficiency by 20%. I can't afford that. And yeah. so, Inspector Gordon... Inspector? Commissioner. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon. Good evening, Commissioner. Oh, I hate that. I, I really know. hate it. I know. Mostly because you know there's a teenage boy at every single school that acts like that on purpose. Yep. And I hate it. <laughs> He's not a role model, kids. It's not a good thing. Um... Yeah, and Commissioner Gordon is like, well, if you can't afford pants here, I'll give you mine. He starts taking his pants off. Which I love that. I just love the joke that it wasn't, you know, like a financial thing. But Gordon just took it that way. Sweet Tooth enters with a bang. Literally, he's he's put Pop Rocks and Coke inside his henchman. Mm-hmm. And the henchman blows up. Yeah. And his henchman are Sour Patch Kids. And this is where we meet Candy, Jamie Lynn Betty, the Harley Quinn knockoff. And Robin is like saving Meredith Stepien. Mm. And Meredith Stepien's like, oh, great. For all the superheroes, I get the kid. And obviously both get like captured and taken hostage because... She's Vicky Vale, right? She is, but I don't think she's Vicky Vale at this point. No, she's Rachel Dawes. She's not Vicky Vale at all. Vicky Vale's the reporter. Yeah, Rachel That's Dawes. That's Julia Alban. Rachel Dawes is just a person. Rachel Dawes is uh, the love interest in Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, but she's two different people. So in the first one, in Batman Begins... I didn't they recast her. Yeah, she's Katie Holmes. And Katie Holmes is with Tom Cruise... For the second one, so they recast as Maggie Gyllenhaal. Tom Cruise is in Batman? No, he isn't. But Katie Holmes was married to Tom Cruise at the time. So she wasn't allowed to do Batman? She wasn't acting, she was looking after their child. Mm, okay. You know, I'm sure there's something to do with the church. Yeah, you usually. Know? Um Which probably stopped all of that anyway, because you didn't see Katie Holmes in a lot of things around this time mm. but yes they take out robin 
And then we cut back to the Batcave. Batman is very, very happy. Still, you know, he's got his best friend. He's got a bit of life back. And he gets a, some posts from Spider-Man. I love this bit. He's like, I don't want the plane because I'd have nowhere to stick it. Yeah. And Joe Walker's like, <laughs> Yeah, Batman and thinks it's really funny. He also says he follows Batman on the web. Yeah. And, you know, Batman laughs and I thought that was great. Right, so with the reveal that we get at the end, yeah. does that letter make any sense? What reveal? That Spider-Man is one of Alfred's alter egos. I... <laughs> that is what that reveal is. Spider-Man... Is that what that... it's actually supposed Spider-Man to be? Spider-Man is Alfred, yeah. Oh, that's what it's supposed to be. So he's like Santa Claus, basically. It's he's like... everyone, yeah. Yeah, it's just like he's... yeah. So that joke still makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But, like, why is he writing saying that he can't keep... He can't have the plane? Because Spider-Man doesn't exist, I guess, is the joke. So, like, Batman will have to keep the plane. No, but he does exist. Alfred is Spider-Man. Yes, but where is Alfred going to put it? Just in the Batcave somewhere. Yeah, but he couldn't because Batman would know. Yeah, but he could just be like, oh, Spider-Man says, can he keep it here? And he'll pick it up occasionally. Yeah, I think the whole point is just like, he's like, he doesn't want Batman to lose the plane. Yeah. Um, I love the bit where O'Malley has, like, the newspaper and it has the headline, Robin sucks, but he covers it up because, like, Batman's talking about how happy he is. Mm. and like Alfred reads the funnies to Batman but Batman's like it's not the same and he he takes it he sees the headline and he fires he's like Robin ruined Batman no Robin made Batman happy and then O'Malley's like yeah well people liked you unhappy so O'Malley gets fired I'm thinking oh cool we're about to get a new disguise this will be really cool oh no we get the racist butler which I really could have done without. I think that, that that was a joke too far and just not okay. Um, I really didn't like it, especially because he becomes a Chinese butler. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the way he couldn't pronounce his R's. Yeah, this is just a really stupid, unnecessary joke. And it's very... Even 2012, this was outdated. Yeah, I was hoping it'd be a Scottish, if anything. Because he'll have done, like, Irish, English, Scottish. He could have done American. Yeah. Like, anything. But, yeah, this is dumb. It doesn't last very long, fortunately. Thankfully, but it's really unfortunate. And this is where we get, you know, the headline of Gotham Square is taken hostage by lots of Batman's rogues. Mm -hmm. We get this nice entrance from Jeff Jeff Blim singing Candyman. Jeff Blinging. Yeah. I love that. But... I just, again, you really see this manic Jim Carrey energy here. Yeah. He's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And he he's introduces his plan because he's got this giant nuclear warhead, but it's the, like, gobstopper. Mm-hmm. And he says he's going to put it in the water supply. And to demonstrate the impact, they make Rachel Dawes lick it and you get Candy going, it puts the warhead on its tongue or else it gets the hose again, which is funny. Yeah, that was cute. But... Gotham can avoid this because they can log on to Facebook and vote either to have their water supply poisoned mm-hmm. or they can watch Robin die. Just like in real life, you get to decide Robin's fate. Yeah. Did, did you know that DC did that? They actually did a poll. To see whether or not Robin should die? Yep. I did not know that. Yeah, I've got... It's death in a family. They, they put a vote out there for people, like, should we kill Robin? 
Which one? The second one, Tim Drake, the one who becomes um, Red Hood. Yeah. Yeah, they voted to kill him. The Joker... But he's still around. Yeah, but for years he wasn't. For years he was dead. Right. The Joker kills him with a crowbar. Oh, that's a little harsh. But they... But How do I not know this? I'll show you the comic after this. Mm, I'm okay. Um, I feel like I don't need to read that. Yeah, the audience voted to kill Robin. Because Jeez. he wasn't as popular as um, the original Robin, as uh, Dick Grayson, who'd gone on to be Nightwing at this point. And yeah, they, they killed him off. Jeez. And gosh. it's like one of Batman's failings. And it's referenced in Batman versus Superman because you see like a Robin suit that has like the Joker spray paint on. And I thought that was from a game. It's picked up in Arkham, in the Arkham series. And mm. in Arkham Knight, the Arkham Knight is this Robin. This has become, this is, it's a Batman podcast. <laughs> but I just thought that was a really nice little reference and to pop in because it seems like a throwaway thing, but it's actually a really good indication of like, mm-hmm. we're throwing some Batman lore in here and we're, we're taking this real life thing and adding it. Yeah. This is when you, you, you quoted Very Potter Musical to me because Batman destroys his cave. I'm in a rage. This is the maddest I've ever been. <laughs> I say that all the time. I know you do. And I love it. Luckily, we lose the racist butler because Alfred... Yeah, because Batman has his tantrum and is like, I wish Alfred was here. And he's like, I am here. I was always here. So Alfred tells the truth and Alfred tries to help him decide whether to save the city or Robin because Sweet Tooth says that if Batman interferes and tries to save Robin, he's just going to do the warhead. Mm -hmm. And Batman says, F Gotham, I'm saving Robin. So Alfred then says, well, I'm going to go stop Two-Face. And he adopts his racist persona to do that. Yeah. Because he puts on the hat again. And he's going to go to the second Gotham National Bank to stop Harvey Dent from stealing all the $2 bills. Or the outdated currency, yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to the citizens of Gotham who are like, did you just see the Batman just tweeted? He says, screw Gotham, he's saving Robin. So Superman gets a call from the president. Probably not a good idea to make it very specifically Barack Obama, mm-hmm. considering Nick Lang is white. I think just having a generic president would have been more than sufficient. Yeah. You know, just Mr. President. Um you know, the president's going to get involved because someone has to stop Batman. Superman pretends to be Snoop Dogg on the phone. Mm-hmm. to seem like popular and the president believes it. And he tells Superman to arrest Batman. And we get the American way. Yeah. Not the American dream, which we covered a year ago. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Seems appropriate to kind of reference in this one, doesn't it? <laughs> A little bit. I really do like how Superman, Batman, the villains all get a version of this mm-hmm. and like their American way. The GCPD are getting destroyed, so they all retreat from the Gotham Square. And then Sweet Tooth monologues to Robin. And we get the nice line goes, Batman couldn't get here if he tried. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, What is that up in the sky? And all the villains are like, you didn't know about the plane? 
and Jeff Blim goes... Oh, he wasn't in town... With the plane. ...when the plane was around, and then Batman got rid of it, so now he has the plane again. Yeah, and I thought that was really, like, a really fun callback. Like, Sweet Tooth isn't mm-hmm. perfect. He's, he's like, fallible. And then Batman destroys evil Sherlock Holmes. Yep. But then we get a really nice entrance where Superman arrives, and he got, like, a stagehand dressed all in black carrying Brian Holden. So, like, he's flying in. I thought that was really cool. And then he calls Batman butthead. And Batman lets out this really stupid long scream. <laughs> and it's so yeah, silly. Yeah, me and Jake used to do that to each other as well. It's so silly, but I loved it. I just thought it was funny. It was great. It, it's one of those great jokes that, like, it doesn't need to be part of anything. It just happens. <laughs> um, we get to be a man. You have to beat the man. Mm-hmm. And this is a fun fight song. You know, it's it's nice. It's a, It's a good little fight song. Batman pantses Superman. So then Superman tears off Batman's underwear. And then as Joe Walker goes off stage to get some new underwear, there's like an inflatable doll Batman that Superman thrashes about the stage. Like uh, like the Hulk, yeah. Yeah, well, do you know what? This preceded Avengers by two weeks. Yeah, I don't think they changed it. No, I don't. No, no. <laughs> my my point is, it's not an Avengers reference at this point. It's just Starkid doing something funny. Right. Because that's not happened yet. The Avengers didn't come out for like another two weeks. I'm sure that's in other things, though. Yeah, but it's been popularised. Like, the fact that we're using as, you know, the, the, the comparison is what Hulk does to Loki. Mm-hmm. Batman then reveals he has Kryptonite. And I really like the, the green wash we got over the stage to represent the kryptonite that's really fun mm-hmm. he beats up superman and moves on to his confrontation with sweet tooth who <laughs> threatens to throw robin into a vat of melted hot chocolate yes dark love it love it but the, the great thing is he just goes oops holds up a candy butterfingers yeah which is really fun. And Batman, like, uses his grappling hook and he just saves Robin. Mm-hmm. And then we have a nice little slap fight between him and Jeff Blim. Yep. And then, like, Jeff Blim falls to the floor. He's like, you can't get me, you can't get me, because he's, like, kicking. It, it feels like two kids having a fight. Yeah. Like, very good play fight. I love that they just didn't want to choreograph a fight. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. But he drops Sweet Tooth into the vat. Mm-hmm. So Sweet Tooth deploys the warhead. And Batman's like, it's fine, we're going to leave Gotham. They they suck. And Robin wants to stay. And Batman says, they were going to let you die. They think you Robin's suck. Robin's like, no, they didn't. Look. And he shows him his phone. And it was a Facebook poll. Because, yeah. of course, it was in 2012. And it uh, all of the people of Gotham actually chose to kill, sacrifice themselves rather than kill Robin. Yeah, which I think was awesome. I like the bit we cut to... Um, because the warhead starts being deployed. Sweet Tooth's dying words. He's like, deploy the warhead. Five, mm. four, three, two, one. And then it's in the water supply. So we see Commissioner Gordon and he takes a sip of the water. His favourite thing to do is to take water shots straight from the faucet. Yeah. And yeah, his head implodes, as does the general cop, mm-hmm. who definitely blew out his mic here mm-hmm. as well. And Robin shows Batman that actually Gotham was willing to sacrifice themselves for his happiness. And he says, you've got to do one thing now. You've got to ask Superman for help. And they have this really nice exchange where they're talking. And they're like, they talk about how they're both orphans as well. 
Mm-hmm. And it is like most of these characters, then they go like, Spider-Man's an orphan too. And they actually are like most of these characters are orphans. You've got to go through this tragic backstory to get superpowers. Yeah. And Batman and Superman become friends. I thought that was really nice. The way that it, it very like Step Brothers was like, did we just become best friends? Yep. And uh, Superman's like, I know what I've got to do. I've got to fly faster than ever before to turn back time. Yeah, he flies around the world until he re- reverses the rotation. So yes. it goes back in time. Just like in Superman, the, the movie. Yeah. I've not seen that one because, again, Superman I've seen that one. That one's me. one of the good ones. But I like the fact they have this globe on stage, like this inflatable globe, and they see it it's change Mary the axis. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> and then he comes back, grabs the warhead, and is like, what do I do with this, son of a... And then he's like, son. So he flies up and he throws it into the sun. Which he flies past all the planets, and the planets are like, bye, Superman. You get Mercury being like, hey, Captain Marvel. Yeah. I like the bit where he's reversing time, and you see everything that's just happened, but in reverse. Going backwards, yeah. You know, so you have, like, the head imploding, and you just see all that. That's really nice. And Batman's like, that was cool. I'm very, very impressed. And Superman reveals he always knew Batman was Bruce Wayne. He's like, hell. I followed you home the first time we met, which is great. It's like, oh. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely on, on like, par for Superman. Mm-hmm. Batman gives Superman credit. Um, when Gotham comes to celebrate, they're like, he's the real hero here. I, I would have sold you all out. And they think he's just being modest. And Batman and Superman are like, we should, we should do something. We should, we should make sure we work together. Like, what can we call ourselves? We'd be like... We'd, we'd be like a league... For, for justice. justice. What would we call this league for justice? <laughs> I know. The Super Friends. Yes. I don't know why Robin's English. <laughs> I don't know either. But, but I really I love liked it. it. And this is, yeah, we, we get off-brand... Be forever. Off-brand Spider-Man who, you know, I just... I didn't realise that it was supposed to be, Like, it was Alfred. It Obviously, Alfred, I saw yeah. at the end, but it is Alfred. We yeah, the at the lantern. end, he pulls his mask off and he says, here we go again. Yeah. Um... I like that he's the... Green Lantern comes back. Hawkman. Yep, we got... Is there, which is Jim Povolo. Yep. You get... Shazam. Shazam. Flash. Aquaman, which is... um, Jeff Blim. Jeff Blim. Then we get Black Canary, which is cool, but like OG Black Canary in blue. Uh, Wonder Woman. Yep. And we have... I think Wonder Woman is Meredith Stepium, because Green Arrow is... Lauren Lopez. Yeah. No, Meredith Stepien is Wonder Woman. Yes. Denise Donovan is, I think, is Black Canary. Yeah. And then, yeah, Lauren Lopez is Green Arrow, which is hilarious. The Spider-Man costume is the only one throughout all of this that doesn't look good. This is the thing. The Hawkman costume's great. Yeah. So why is the Spider-Man one so bad? And maybe that's the point. Like, it's Especially maybe... the mask as well just looks really... The actual costume's fine. It's yeah. a Spider-Man costume. Whatever. But the mask just... like All the costumes in this are so fantastic. And they look good for these characters as well. Mm-hmm. And then the Spider-Man one just looks a little bad in comparison. But it's a really fun song to end on. And it's quite nice you get all these characters. Mostly DC with one exception. But, you know, it's because Spider-Man is like the number one hero in the world. So, Boo. he is. I I think. I think Spider Man is the most popular. 
I greatly upset my, um, I think it was my year eight this week by telling them I don't like Spider-Man. They were actually angry with me. I'm angry with you. <laughs> Fuzz. <laughs> Spider-Man is great. It's such a shame that we won't ever be able to cover like a web of darkness. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Like, I really want... One day, you know there's a pro shot for that. I pray every day that that pro shot will come out. I'll find it. I'd love to see it. Just because I know it's going to be the greatest musical Somebody, ever. Somebody has to have that. Somebody has to. If somebody has the pro shot of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, let us know. Bono's got it. Yeah, for sure. Somebody needs to beg Bono to sell it. Someday I'll get a revival. Someday somebody will be like, we can try this now. Technology's evolved. they haven't tried it at a Disney park yet. Probably because Disney don't own the rights to that. Yes, but if you owned the rights to it, wouldn't you be like, hey, Disney, you want this thing? True. Because Imagineers could do it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your best song in this one? Super Friends. I want to be a modern dancer. <laughs> what a super weird thing to say. <laughs> I love that song. It's so weird. Also, that part of it is trending on TikTok at the moment, and it's hilarious to me. They're all really good. I, I think Dynamic Duet is great, and I do like Holy Musical Batman, but I'm going to say the Dynamic Duet. Mm. I really like I that I also song. really like Dark, Sad, Lonely Night. Yep. I think that one's fun. I like Rogues Away. I think The American Way is fun. To Be a Man is fun. I wish Sweet Tooth had his own song. Yes. But I get why he doesn't. This is Jeff Blum's diggy. So. Yeah, and he owns the stage. But what would you say is your skip song in this one? Robin sucks. Yeah, same. It's a toss-up between that and To Be A Man, but I do like To Be A Man. I think Robin sucks is just very short overall mm-hmm. and just doesn't really get into much. It's, it feels... I think it's quite repetitive yeah. too. So that was my skip song, which is good. We both agree. Um, who is your MVP in this one? Jeff Blim. Yeah, absolutely. It's Sweet Tooth. Any of the ones that we watch with Jeff Blim, it's always Jeff Blim. I love Joe Walker in this. I think he's great. The whole show is very funny. And I think Robin is great. Like, I think absolutely Nick Lang Lang does a great job. Mm -hmm. But I think the reason, and I think Brian Holden is so good as Superman. Dylan Saunders is great in multiple roles. But I think the reason why it has to be Jeff Lynn for me, it's like, his is a brand new character mm-hmm. that could have left people really like down and frustrated that it wasn't the Joker, it wasn't someone else. And instead, you really like this character. It feels like a very well-rounded, very original Batman character. Mm-hmm. And it's down to his like part in it. Oh, yeah. Who would you want to play? Robin. You'd want to be Robin. Mm-hmm. I'd want to be Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Just, and, I, and if you couldn't guess that, it's in the artwork. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's not like we always do it as who we want to play. But this is, I was like, you have to draw me a sweet tooth. Please mm-hmm. and thank you. How did this one compare for you? Like, as in the last time you watched it to now? Has it got better or do you like it less? I think I have a lot of like fond nostalgia for it because I liked it so much when I was a teenager. But now it's just kind of like, it's a good show. It was fun. That's kind of it. That's fair. I mean, it's one of those shows that, you know, maybe isn't as rewatchable. Mm-hmm. So over to Instagram. 
where we had 15% of people say no, not a fan, Robin sucks. Mm-hmm. 15% of people saying it's just okay. But then perhaps like a really appropriate number for this one, 69% of people said yes, Holy Musical Batman. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we had 16% of people say no, Robin sucks. 26% of people saying it's okay. And 58% of people saying yes, Holy Musical Georgia of the Best Film Ever podcast at BFE underscore Georgia said, big fan of this one. It's long, but the jokes and songs are great. And I love Nick Lang as Robin. Mm-hmm. And then at Wiggly is Lord just simply said, yes. I gave this one five stars. Cool. I really enjoyed it. I could watch it again. I think it's a really fun parody. It's definitely not up there with... Trail to Oregon, Twisted, or the Hatchet Field series so far for me. Yeah. But I really liked this one and I really enjoyed this one. I figured you would. Happy Batman weekend. Well, this is the thing, is it could have gone either way. I could have really just been like, oh, it's not as good as this hype. This is this is the most hyped I've ever been for a Star Kid. Mm -hmm. So it could have been a real letdown. It wasn't. It's probably gonna be our last Star Kid of the year. I don't think we'll have time. And there isn't a hatchet field this year because Nerdy Prudes Must Die isn't released until like February. Yeah. So we might have another Star Kid, but if we don't, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that we, we had a chance to cover this one and talk about it. Next week, we are going to be talking about Alice in Wonderland which I'm really excited. We're going to be watching the Disney animated film. Yes, indeed. We're then... <laughs> poor Thoroughly Modern Millie. I know, I feel so bad, but I'm sorry, I was ill. <laughs> it's going to be a running joke at this point, and I'm, I am really sorry. We are bumping Thoroughly Modern Millie, um, and then we're, we're, our next episode, we're going to be talking about Joyzy Boys. Yes, we will get to Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yes, we will, the week after, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before we then look, um, we have an undecided musical on the 17th, and then we're gearing up for our spooky, spectacular season. Yeah. Something hopefully genuinely scary. You know, last Not year. Not scary, bad acting. No, last year we covered um, Carrie. And then we did zombies. Yes. So we have an undecided spooky Halloween spooky musical. Halloween if you have musical. any recommendations, let us know. Yes, looking to you, Jared. Yeah. Um, but then on, on Halloween itself, we will launch our episode covering zombies too. Before we head into the final eight episodes of the year. Mm-hmm. How terrifying is that? Mm-hmm. We've already started talking about what we could potentially bring you in December. But who knows what the future will bring. Yeah. As always, you can get involved in the conversation over on Twitter and Instagram at It's a Musical Pod. Let us know your thoughts on our upcoming state or any suggestions of musicals you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to us on a multitude of good podcasting platforms. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on the Amazon Music app under the podcast section of the library. You can find us on Good Pods, Stitcher and our OG hosts Podbean. And if you like the show, why not share it with a friend or head over to any of those platforms or podchaser.com and leave us a review. But until next week, mm-hmm. we've been on the same bat place, same bat channel. Have a magical musical Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>